And I'm not here by myself. Who am I with today? Lisa. It's Lynn and Lisa. Excellent. Yep. Every Wednesday is Lynn and Lisa. And today we have a great conversation. This is going to be deep. Uh, you might want to, you know, relax. Just do it. We'll do a little bit of yoga after this. You know, my job is to scare the hell out of you. I'm going to try not to scare the hell out of you too much. But this <laughs> is a very, very uh difficult subject that we're going to try to cover in an hour we're going to be moving very fast okay. and what are we going over today um today we're going to talk about polar shift what's the whole subject polar uh, shift the, the seven, seven days, days that will change the world forever there we Excellent. go Sorry. okay I didn't know so what is polar shift we're getting started what okay. is polar shift what okay is polar shift? now a lot of people believe polar shift okay let's go into terms the problem we have in english English, we have words that don't say what they mean. For example, we have a word that's called a black hole. And a black hole is a gravitational uh, depression in space. It is not black and it's not a hole. Why, why is it called a black hole? I don't know. Okay, when people hear the word polar shift, they think of something called polar reversal, where the North po the, the, that the Earth is just going to flip over. That is not polar shift. That theory is called polar reversal. We're not talking polar reversal. And some people have already asked me about that in the texting about polar reversal. We're not going there because the earth is not going to flip over. Okay. And you know me. I don't talk crazy. I always show proof and evidence of everything that I'm talking about. So we're going to go back in time, forward in time. Remember, time is cyclical. If you want to see the future, you see the past. If you want to see the past, you look at the future. They're mm -hmm. all one and the same. Mm -hmm. So what polar shift means, the definition of polar shift, not polar reversal, is that the pole shifts on a regular basis. Okay, we believe, a lot of people believe in what is called steady state, where the way the earth is now, the, the earth have always looked at that way, have never changed it, have always been the way it is. This is not true. And if you look in the fossil record, if you dig in the earth, if you go back to the dinosaur age, if you go back to the age of Neanderthal, the world has changed dramatically over time. Remember, the Earth is 4.3 billion years old. Mm -hmm. If you believe in science, there's, there's people who's been walking around that look like me and you for at least 100,000 years. Okay. Some scientists believe two or 300,000 years. If you believe in the Bible, you uh, people say that people only been here for 6,000 years, but the Earth is 4.3 billion years old. And what have been on this planet? So we only been here, if, if you look at ge in, in geological time, especially if you believe that we only been here 6,000 years. If you sneezed a few times, you would miss humankind on the earth if we only been here uh, 6,000 years. So even if a, uh, 100,000, 200,000 years, that's a very little time. But a lot of things have happened to this planet, and we're not going to go back that far. We're only going back of, uh, you know, maybe 50, 100,000 years. And what proof do I have of this? Because I don't want people to think I'm talking crazy. Well, you can dig in the ground. Because, now, when this theory of polar shift first came out in the 1800s, people thought it was strange. But 
there that this theory came about because of what they was finding inside of the earth. Magnetite, which is iron ore, which forms, uh, uh, you know, iron ore is non-magnetic. If there's a magnetic field present, the molecules will line up in straight lines, and that what makes uh, iron ore mag or magnetic or magnetite. Okay, so if you dig in the earth and you come across magnetite, since it's since it lines up in horizontal lines, it is always pointing towards the north. Okay, just like a bar compass. So when you dig in the earth, the magnetite is all facing one direction. Then if you dig down deeper, it switches to another direction. And then if you dig down deeper, it switches to another direction. That could only happen if, if the North Pole is shifting over time. Okay. Does this make sense? Okay. And you might say, who cares? But this is a very dramatic effect when we start looking at the evidence of just the last polar shift that occurred. And this happens on a regular basis. For example, I didn't bring my trusty calculator with me, but if, okay, the North Pole, we, we was told that all the stars in the sky does not move. They are stationary. That is a lie. The stars move one degree every 70 years, between 70 to 72 years. So basically they move one degree in our lifetime. We live in one movement of a star. So in our lifetime, the stars have not moved. This is called precession. But if you want to know what the stars looked at like, just like if you go back to the good old days, some people would call it, back during the slavery days, when we, uh, you know, people used to go towards the North Star. But the North Star is not really true North anymore because it has moved. Okay. And if you want to know what the star looked at like, at any time in history, you have to do something called precession. You have to rotate the sky back to a certain position. And in the 70s, a guy came out with this theory that, and we have tested it, and it works all over the world, that monuments all over the world are lined up with the stars. And if you want to know when a monument is, is was created, you can rotate the sky until it lines up with that monument and it will tell you what year it was created. Now, you might think that's mind-blowing. Awesome. But the Freemasons have been doing this for a very long time. So I'm going to tell you a secret you don't know about. When they want to build a new uh, building in Washington, D.C., they just don't put the building everywhere. All the buildings in Washington, D.C. is laid out to the, 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 the how the stars was aligned on in 1776. They know the position of the stars and they're laying out Washington DC to match the star layout as of 1776 because for some strange reason that is an important year to us. Okay. So if you go around the world, you can rotate and you can come up with the date that was important to them. So we was all told that Khufu created the pyramids in Egypt which was 3,000 years ago. But if you rotate the sky, the pyramids in Egypt, all the pyramids throughout all of Egypt, which is over 200 pyramids, they all line up to the year 10,500 BC. Okay. Now, not 3,000 years ago. 
Okay. They line up to 10, 12, so 10,500 BC is 12,500 years ago. That is the date they all lined up to. Now, why they all line up to that date, I don't know. But all over the world, you can play this little game and it will tell you uh, what date things was made. And because of that, our date that we thought things was created is way off. Because if you take the pyramids in Mexico and rotate this guy, you come up with, because we was only thinking like the pyramids in Mexico was only maybe a, a two or 3,000 years old. But when you start rotating the sky, you start finding out that things are really, really old when they start lining up. And this lines up with what they was told because when the conquistadors went to Mexico, okay, and they asked the Aztecs who built those pyramids. The, the, the Aztecs said the gods built them. So they wrote in every history book that they built them. Okay, they were built by the Aztecs and the Mayans, which is now we know is not true. Because what happened in Mexico is the same thing that happened in Egypt. Uh, the outer blocks of the pyramids are small. Okay. In Egypt, the outer casing blocks are only 600, I mean, only 60 tons. Only 60 tons. Okay. <laughs> only 60 tons. But the inside blocks of the pyramids in Egypt is 200 ton blocks that someone cut out and stacked like dominoes. Now, even today, to move one 200 ton block, we can do it. But that's a massive job that's going to take a, a lot of work. Okay, just to move one block and to move hundreds of blocks weight. We don't have the technology, time, whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the old books give us an idea. Because if you read books you shouldn't be reading, like the Book of Jubilees, it talked about that since the world was going to come to an end in a great flood, they wanted to be remembered. And they wanted to make something that could survive the destruction of the earth. And that's the reason the pyramids have stood the test of time. Because they was designed to defeat time. Okay. And that's the reason they are still there. Okay. And they have seen everything. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the pyramids we now know dates back before the flood or before the last polar shift. Because as I said, uh, the earth moved every one degree every 70 years. So to go in a circle, if you take... Uh, let's, let's do some quick math. So we got our little calculator. Where's my little cute calculator? Right there. I'm so cute. So if we take 70 times, uh, 360, you get 25,200 years. That's how long it would take the earth to make a circle. But the earth is not moving in a, in a round circle is moving in an ellipse. Okay. And what happens every time the earth gets to the end of the ellipse, it falls over. So if you take that 25,200 and divide it by 2, you get every 12,600 years. That is the reason you're looking at 10,500 B.C. Amazing how I did that. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Now, what happens when the earth falls over when it gets to that point? The the with the with the uh the north pole switches to a new position and by tracking the magnetite inside the earth we have now figured out the last 
four to five pole positions that the North Pole used to be at. Okay, Lynn, that's wonderful, but who cares? Okay, so let's get into why should we care? Because this is something that you probably heard about when you was taking history class and long time ago. Mm -hmm. Okay, is that if you went back to the last polar shift, which we call polar shift, Science called this event the end of the Ice Age. If you're a Christian, you call this event the Flood of North Day. It's the same event. Because on that event, that is when uh, the Ice Age ended. And if you go back to that time before 12,500 BC, the world as we know it did not exist. The world was totally different. And the North Pole was not located in Russia. Where was the North Pole, Mr. Lindsay? It was located in Hudson Bay, Canada. That's the reason all of Canada and all of North America was covered by a glacier which was two miles thick, which they tell you about in school, that all of America was covered by a glacier. And then the glacier receded, and it melted. Okay. Now, the glacier melted because the North Pole moved from Hudson Bay, Canada to Russia. And it was a good day if you lived in America. Very good day. Okay. Now, if you lived in Russia, it was a very bad day because it moved so rapidly in Russia that, that most people do not know this, but underneath uh, we all know about Siberia, but underneath Siberia, there are palm trees and, and mammoths which are frozen in the ice. Okay. And those mammoths, which is a lot bigger than an elephant, some of these mammoths was, was 15, 20 feet tall. They froze so fast and died so rapidly that they didn't even have time to fall over and die. They died in a standing position with the food they was eating still in their mouths. Okay. The palm trees died so fast, they didn't even have time for the leaves to fall off of the palm trees. They froze in the position they was in. And they have found hundreds of animals, thousands of animals, in pristine condition in Siberia. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Okay. So, if you was living in that rainforest uh, in Russia mm -hmm. 12,500 years ago, it instantly went from a rainforest to a freezer instantaneously. That's what you called having a bad day. Okay, and that is what ended the Ice Age. The Ice Age ended, and the water level, since, since a lot of the, uh, the northern hemisphere was covered by ice, when the ice receded, the ocean level rose by 400 feet. And a lot of people, that's the reason it seemed like it was a worldwide flood, because the ocean levels rose by 400 feet. And they now have proof of that all over the world, just like in Europe. They now know that you used to be able to walk from England to the mainland of Europe. Okay. They now know that the Mediterranean Sea did not exist. It was two lakes 
And in the old books, they talk about something about the shoulders of Hercules, that, that you could walk across the shoulders of Hercules, these two mountains, and you could see the ocean on one side and the Great Valley on the other side. Today, we only have one shoulder, which is called the Rock of Gibraltar. The other shoulder is gone. And this is talked about in books, what happened when the shoulder broke and the ocean came pouring through. It caused a flood that was 500 miles by 5,000 miles. And if you lived in that valley, which we now call the Mediterranean Sea, you probably had a bad day. Okay. According to the end, so we're just talking about how the world switched. Okay. So we're going to go back before we go forth further. And we have proof of this. Okay. Okay. The With the Indians in Florida and the Indians in Colombia are almost identical. And they both have the legends that you used to be able to walk across that point. There was a land bridge. And we know that the Gulf of Mexico did not exist. You used to be able to cross from like Mayada to halfway to Mexico and go up to Florida or go down to South America. There was two lakes there, not one giant gulf. And what happened is that land fell into the ocean. And that's what formed the, what the Caribbean islands that exist today. So if you lived on that landmass, Probably 80, 90% of the people didn't make it. And that's called having a bad day. Okay. Let's go on. Okay. The people in India. Mm-hmm. Okay. Used to talk about how you could walk. You know, there's something very strange that they don't like to talk about. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think of Asia, you think of light-skinned people which are white, yellowish in color. But in Asia, you have these dark-skinned people that stretches all the way from Papua New Guinea and in certain islands, and they stretch all the way up to Sri Lanka. And if you map where the dark people are, they hook together. And those people talk about how there used to be a land bridge. And you used to be able to cross from India all the way down to what we now call the Philippines and what we now call Australia. That was all connected. And this is the story that the Aborigines in Australia have been saying ever since people been in Australia. Because we asked the Aborigines how they got there, and they said and and well and they say that they came by the by a land bridge. And of course we don't believe that. So we've written in all the books that they sell from Africa to Australia. And Aborigines don't do water. Okay. So let's talk about the Aborigines myth of how they got there. They talk about how they used to take the land bridge to the sacred hunting ground to, to hunt the, uh, because they would go there because there were sacred birds and they used to gather the giant royal eggs and they used to go down to the hunt the, the sacred hunting ground to what to collect the giant eggs okay you know they were smoking too much of the local weed okay until 
around 10 years ago, a boy in Australia dug up an egg, which is the largest egg ever found in the world. This egg was over like three, four feet tall and he dug it out of the sand. That's probably the eggs that the Aborigines was talking about. Because if you have an egg that's three, four feet tall, mm -hmm. if something hatches from that egg, it's gonna be really big when that thing grow up. Okay, this is what the Aborigines was talking about. And we now know in Australia that the largest form of ostrich ever on the face of the earth used to live in Australia. This thing stood like 25 feet tall and he wasn't friendly. Okay. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So a lot of these native stories of people all over the world, which we dismiss, talk about what happened. We've been telling the Indians in America and in South America that they came through the Bering Straits from Russia and they came down 15,000 years ago and they came down all the way to the tip of South America. But if you ask the Indians in South America, if you ask the Indians in Mexico where they came from, they will all tell you. Their ancestors came from across the ocean from a land that doesn't exist anymore. Okay. That doesn't make sense. But now we know that the islands of the Pacific used to form a landmass, which we now call, uh, by its fictional name, La, well, La Maria used to be a, a, a landmass in, in the Pacific Ocean that doesn't exist anymore. And that is where the descendants, because if you check the DNA of all the people that live in the Pacific Ocean on all those thousands of hundreds of islands, they all are related to each other. Amazing. And they're related to the people in South and Central America. Amazing. So people actually know where they came from. And then we tell them, no, no, you didn't come from that. You came from Russia. Okay. And they say we didn't come from no Russia. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if you ask people, they will tell you because the world is not the world we used to have. So we're talking about in the past. Mm -hmm. All these people now, since we're in the past, and since some people believe that everyone in the world drowned except for a few people in a boat, all these people, all these civilizations from all over the world talk about what happened in their local area 12,500 years ago. If everybody who survived was in a boat, how could people talk about what happened in their local area. And I taught, and I left out the stories of two more big people who talk about their local stories. Okay, let's go to what's in China. China talk about, okay, there's three kings lists in the world. You have the Sumerian kings list, the, uh, the Chinese kings list, and you have the Egyptian kings list. All these lists are the same. They list every, like the one in Egypt, they list every pharaoh that have ever existed. Okay. The problem is, 
when they start listing, they start with 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 what well, with the king or Cyrus, and they start down. They start listing that the first king ruled for thirty six thousand years, twenty eight thousand years, and this one lasts for twelve thousand years, and this one nine thousand. All these dates, you know, they're just making that up. And then they list the, and then they say, "Well, these was the god kings." Then they start talking about the demigod kings. They last for 800 years, 600 years. Then they mention who was the first human king. And then they mention who was the king at the time of the great flood. Now, that raises a lot of questions. And after now, even before the flood, when they get it to human, they're still lasting 200 years, 157 years, and all this. After the flood, their time goes down very low. 36 years, 82 years, 27 years. Okay, before the flood, but how can they say who was the king, the king or the pharaoh at the time of the, of the flood? And they mentioned who was the first human king. So what is all those names above that? That gets very scary. We haven't even gone they do the same thing with, with the Sumerian kings list and with the list in China. And with the list in China, they list who was the emperor at the time of the Great Flood. But they also talk about what parts of the kingdom was lost. They talk about a third of the kingdom was lost and fell into the ocean. Now, if you're in a little wooden boat, the ark, over around where Turkey is, how would you know what happened in China? You, that's going to be hard. Okay. And the Egyptian kings list. The Egyptian kings list not only mentioned the pharaoh who was pharaoh at the time of the Great Flood, they talk about some very strange things. Because today the now goes north and south. We all know that. They talk about the now used to go east and west. Okay, most people are not aware of that. The now, the old now before the uh, the last polar shift used to go east and west. It didn't go north and south. The now changed direction. That's the reason we have a desert called the Sahara Desert to, because that river went across northern Africa. And that's the reason if you traveled in throughout northern Africa, you can see picture graphs where people long time ago uh, built giant buildings. They built. Uh, they had all these carvings of 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 elephants and giraffes and all this stuff and of palm trees. Why would you put pictures of palm trees and elephants and giraffes in the middle of a desert? Because it wasn't always a desert, right? Okay. It's a desert now, mm -hmm. but it wasn't a desert before. Did that make sense? Okay. So we, this is giving you some idea of what happened in the past. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, remember, any questions before I go forward? Remember, the past is the future. The future is the past. So we can talk about back then how some people had a very bad day. Because when all of this changed, to some people, it changed in a bad way. Correct? Okay. Okay, so, but this happens on a regular basis every 12,500 years. 
And this is where we are approaching now. Okay, we are coming to polar shift again. And this is why science keeps talking about there are some very strange things that started happening around the turn of the century. I'm not saying the turn of this century, in around 1900. They've been tracking the movement of what is called the magnetic pole for almost 100 years. And when they was tracking the movement of the magnetic pole 100 years ago, it used to move maybe one or two inches a year. Then it was moving 10 inches a year. And then it was moving today, to come up today, the North Magnetic Pole is moving around 50 miles a year. It is catching up with the real pole. And the Earth magnetic field has dropped in the last 100 years by almost 20 to 30% in strength. Yeah, okay. somebody's saying, will it happen gradually or just uh, like an explosion? Okay. Now, when these people from the past they don't talk about how the land between, you know, how the shoulder of Hercules broke over a 200-year period and the ocean slowly came in over a 200-year period. They don't talk about that. Okay. Okay. The Gita talks about how five cities in India was destroyed in a single night and an entire kingdom was destroyed in a single night. Okay. okay. The Aborigines don't talk about how that land bridge over hundreds of years went away. They talk about how the land bridge was there and then only the people, how when, that when the land bridge fell into the ocean, how the people in the hunting grounds were stuck there forever. So this does not seem like this was a very slow event that happened very slowly over a long period of time. And elephants... Those elephants in Siberia didn't slowly freeze to death standing up in an upright position with food in their mouth over hundreds of years. Remember, they didn't even have time to fall over and die. Okay. So, we talked about the past. And we used to have half of our time. Now we're going to talk about the future. Okay. Okay. And she's still playing with everything over here. She's getting frustrated. She's trying to read the comments, and we're having trouble with the comments, but they're all here. Okay. here. okay. okay. Now, and so, uh, she broke my train of thought, but it's all good. It's always good. Okay, you got to deal with whatever comes your way. You know what I go. Okay, so, what triggers this polar shift? We wasn't sure. Now we know. Okay. And this is talked about not only in the Bible, but it's also mentioned really great in what is called the, the Book of Anki. It's also mentioned in the, uh, talking about in the Epic of Gilgamesh, what happened. Okay. A disaster was coming. And the gods conspired. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they, and they uh, took an oath not to tell man and to let man perish. Because we were being bad back in those good old days. Okay. And uh, and the gods withdrew. And it, the problem is, is that Anki did, felt pity on his on Gilgamesh, which was his uh, servant. And he was also a king. 
But the king was his servant. Okay, so you know what's going on there. And he informed him. And it's very, if you ever read the book of Enki, it goes into how he did not break his oath because he took an oath that he would not tell anyone what, what was approaching man. So he had to figure out a way to tell his servant without telling him. And he figured out a way to do it. Okay. And that talked about in the book of Enki. We're going to go over that real quick. In the book of Enki, uh, you know, Enki came down and he landed his uh, his ship outside of uh, Gilgamesh's house. Gilgamesh went to come outside and he says, do not come outside because I am not here to talk to you. And if someone asks, have you seen me? The answer is no, because you're in your house and you have not seen me. I am, I am here to speak to your house. Okay. okay. And I'm here to tell your house that a big calamity is coming. And I will leave plans outside your house on what you need to do if you wish to survive mm -hmm. this calamity. Okay. And you need to build this. And, and, and he left all the instructions. But he said, I, you have not seen me. You have not talked to me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right? Okay. So he did not break his oath. Right. Okay. And Gilgamesh built a boat. The difference between uh, the story of Noah and Gilgamesh is in the, uh, the, the epic of Gilgamesh is, is, is a thousand years or so older than what we know of the Bible. And there are some little differences. And the in the book, when we talk about Noah, he put two of every animal in one or seven of every clean or two of every unclean uh, in, the, in, in the ark that way. In the epic of Gilgamesh, he was, uh, Gilgamesh was told to build a ship and that he would put the seed of life into the boat. Okay. We don't know what the seed of life is. Today we do. Okay, but that's the reason it was changed to two and two or two and seven. Because the seed of life, this is what people debate. How could you put two of every animal of the earth in a boat? But you can put the DNA of all the animals in a boat. That's the seed of life that was put in the boat. And the other difference between the Epic of Gilgamesh and the story of Noah is that in the, in the Norwan, the boat floated on top of the water. And in the Epic of Gilgamesh, he built a boat that would sail below the water. So I guess he built like a submarine. Okay. But anyway, he still saved everybody. But that is how we made it to the other side. But there was a lot of people outside of the ark who made it. You get what I'm saying? So that is the story of how we survived. But most people didn't. So now that we talked about the future, the past, we can go with the future. We now know what triggers this event. We didn't know before. What happens is, is that our sun sheds its outer coat every 12,500 years. Okay. Our sun, uh, it blows all this with corona and a giant explosion. Okay. This is why in the book of Revelation, now all of this, people want to know how quick is this. All of this from the beginning to end will only last seven days. Okay. 
And this is talked about in a lot of books. It's talked about in the book of Revelation. And in 1917, we was, we was told what to look for because people wanted a sign. And in Fatima, we was given a sign that the whole world would be given a sign that everyone would see, but no one would be able to touch. And when you see the sign, you know that your destruction is upon you. And that did not make sense then, but it makes sense now. When, when our sun explodes, it takes three days for that heat wave and explosion to get to the earth. So when you look in the sky, and this is why the Bible was said that the, that, that the sun will turn black and the moon will turn red. Because when our sun explodes, we will see that giant explosion in the sky. We will see it, but we won't feel it. It will take it three days to get here. So you know hell is coming, but it takes time to get here. Okay. Is that good or bad? Scary. Okay, but that is the sign. You can mm -hmm. see it. You can't touch it. You see the sun going crazy. The sun will turn black. And the reason the moon will turn red, because that when that blast wave hit the moon, it will just catch the moon on fire, right? Now, the Bible talk about that a third of the green grass will be burnt, a third of all the ships will be wrecked, a third of everything, because the earth is turning. That blast wave is a passing heat wave. If you just happen to be facing towards the sun when that heat wave passes through, I guess you had a bad day. And we know where the heat wave hit last time. 12,005. You don't seem to be too excited about this. Okay. Now, if you turn the globe, the whole globe is green, except for one brown spot. The heat wave hit in North Africa. And that's the reason if you turn the entire globe, the whole globe is green except for one brown spot. And we know this in Africa because in, in Africa, around Egypt, around the uh, Sinai pa, a Peninsula, you have uh, glass. In the Sinai, you have glass, which is which, which, which are several uh, meters thick. For sand to turn to glass, that means that sand had to be heated to several thousand degrees. Okay. How do sand get to be heated to several thousand degrees? And what happened to the people that was on top of the sand when the sand was heated to several thousand degrees? They probably had a bad day. Okay. And in Egypt, we have discovered some staircases to several, uh, several, uh, you know, they have when they built those, uh, you know, chambers to bury people, they build them underground. And we have found several of them where, 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 where the top stairs are melted. Okay. To, melt, uh, to, to melt stone, you're talking extreme heat. Very, very powerful extreme heat. The, the rest of the stairs are in perfect condition, but the very top ones are melted. Okay. Someone's asking uh, when will this happen? 
if you knew that, uh, you would be good. And we're going to discuss that very briefly at the end. Okay. But uh, there are signs. Remember, mm -hmm. when you see the sun exploding, you know three days countdown. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, someone says we have three days to panic. We have well, you don't have nothing to panic because you can't do nothing about it. Okay. As the as as the Virgin Mother said, you will you know once you see the sign, you know you can't you can see it, you can't touch it, and you know your destruction is near. But what can you do about it? You might as well just have a beer, get you a lawn chair. But it's a glancing blow. That's the reason the Bible say a third of the green grass will be burnt. A third of the ships. It's only if you're just happen to be facing the, the sun as that passes through. To everyone else on the earth, it's going to get hot, but it's survivable. Someone says, get drunk. Now, <laughs> when that heat wave hit the earth, it will make the earth magnetic field drop to zero. That is what causes the continents to start moving. Okay, and this is what the Bible talk about the worldwide earthquake. There will be a worldwide earthquake because when the because all the continents are locked in position. Mm -hmm. Okay, when the uh, when the Earth magnetic field drops to zero, all the continents will move. And this is what we talk about when we talk about earthquakes, where we got a lot of pressure building underneath different plates. Okay, for example. Los Angeles and, and San Francisco is moving several inches a year towards each other. The mm -hmm. pressure in the earth is probably billions of tons of pressure. Mm -hmm. When the earth magnetic field drops to zero, you do not want to be on that roller coaster. Okay. Mm -hmm. That will be a sling. You understand what I'm talking about? Okay. Right? Okay. Okay. So, some masses will move... Far distances, some will not. Okay. And this is what we was given our first glimpses about this when we talked about uh, the sleeping prophet. Uh, Edward Casey started talking about this. And then in the 1970s, we had some scaling maps that you can look up that talks about what the Earth's supposed to look like after the next polar shift. Uh, you can agree or disagree with those maps, but those maps came out in the 70s. And the earth is totally different from what it is now. To give you some ideas, uh, North America is splitting in half. Uh, you know, the, you know uh, after the polar shift, uh, you know, the, 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 the Mississippi River will probably be probably 50 or 100 uh, miles wide. The, the United States will basically split in half. And uh, another big change is uh, the gap between, you know, uh, North America is moving faster than South America. So mm -hmm. you have that ripping, mm -hmm. which is happening. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that is what's going to cause America to split in half. Mm -hmm. Around uh, the West Coast, you have the ring of fire that it goes from Australia mm -hmm. all the way along the Pacific Rim. Because what is happening is that the, the, the Atlantic Ocean is expanding. The mm -hmm. Pacific Ocean is collapsing. That's why when you read the books, they talk about something called Pangaea. The Earth used to be one giant continent. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the Pacific Ocean and the Atlantic Ocean was nothing but a river that went down the middle of the continent. Mm -hmm. Every polar shift, 
the Atlantic Ocean is expanding, but the Pacific mm -hmm. Ocean is collapsing. Somebody said earlier in one of the comments, uh, the dam uh, broke in Michigan. Yes, that's okay. because, yes. Yeah, okay. Now, what's happening, because as we get closer to polar mm -hmm. shift, as our magnetic field weakens, mm -hmm. that is affecting the weather. And that is what's causing where we don't get regular rain like we had here. It doesn't rain. It you know when it rains we just get these massive downpours that last for 20, 30 minutes or an hour, and then it's finished. Mm -hmm. It's done. It, you don't get the gentle rains because you know the Earth weather patterns. Everything is off as we get closer and closer mm -hmm. to our polar shift. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some more changes which are are happening. Someone's asking where in the Bible is this? I'll tell you. In the book of Revelation, yep. it talks about, uh, I, I don't have time to look it up now, yep. but it talks about uh, about about the, the seven seals and the seven plagues, and it talks about all Revelation. this stuff. About about a third of the, of the green grass will get burnt, a third of all the ships will get wrecked, uh, a third of everything, because this is the damage that will be done. Mm -hmm. And since we're bringing up that, a person asked me about this. This brings in, remember, for those ones who's waiting for Christ to return, they're saying he could come every day. He cannot come until after polar shift because the Bible says that the Mount of Olives will split in half mm -hmm. and will form a valley between the two points. The new Jerusalem, which will descend from heaven, will 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 come and rest in that valley, which will which which will be between the two points of the Mount of Olives. Now, the Mount of Olives is still in one piece. For the Mount of Olives to move that far apart to form a valley, mm -hmm. that is that worldwide earthquake. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? And so those are the prophecies that are fulfilled right. before Christ comes. Okay, so he for that to occur, that have not happened. Right. That will happen when we have this worldwide earthquake. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have to survive during the seven days, right? During the seven because days. In the Bible it says it, you know, we're gonna go through troubled times, but it's gonna be a short time. It's short time, it's only seven days. Yeah. So let's go through the seven days. So the uh, the okay. sun explodes. You have the heat wave that will hit the earth. Probably, if you're away from the side that hit the sun, temperature still might go to 150, 200 degrees, but it's short. Because the sun will turn black. That's good. That's bad. Because the sun, it will go from... Okay, once that black wave, blast wave hit, that will loosen up all the earth uh, magnetic field. All the continents will move. Then you have to survive the roller coaster of the continents moving. And if your piece of land, now, if you're on a flat piece of land, you just have the slide. The problem is if you're in a place like the West Coast, because the, because the Pacific Ocean is collapsing, mm -hmm. when you get land that is running into each other, you get something called mountain building. Mm -hmm. You get a horizontal piece of land which is turned vertical and pushed several hundred to several thousand feet into the air. That's called party time. You understand what I'm saying? Now, can you survive that or not? Who's to say? Right? 
And this is why these people talk about entire pieces of land collapsing into the ocean. Mm -hmm. Because you don't know if the piece you want, and like, well, like there's a piece of, well, there's a place in California where you can find thousands of whale bones because where those whales were, mm -hmm. they was in the water and all of a sudden the land came up and they wasn't in the water no more. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So you have to survive that earthquake. Yeah. And there's going to be a huge one in California. That, that's number two. Yeah. The, the slide. Now, the problem with the slide is you're slushing the oceans. When you slush the oceans, they go out and they come back in. You're talking tsunamis that might be two, three hundred feet tall. Okay. So you have to survive that. Right? Okay. This is all happening real quick. One after these are dominoes which are falling over. Seven days. Okay. Then if you survive that, the problem is the earth is rotating at a thousand miles an hour. When the earth switches from here to fall over to there, mm -hmm. the wind will change direction and go the other direction. You yeah. might have winds, especially if you're near uh, the poles, blowing several hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Okay. Remember, it says a stone will not be left on a stone. There ain't going to be nothing that's the reason the pyramids was made to survive this. Mm -hmm. If, you know, we, well, I don't think the construction we have could survive this. It got to survive the tsunami. It got to survive the wind blowing hundreds mm -hmm. of miles an hour. It got to survive the blast wave. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're still surviving these dominoes. One after another, the dominoes are falling. You survived all up to then. You still are alive. Then since the, the sun have turned black, then the temperature, the sun is giving off no heat. Then the temperature is going to go from like 150, 200 degrees to probably 150, 200 degrees below zero. That locks the continents in their new position. But you have to survive nuclear winter. And then the sun starts warming back up to its normal temperature. Okay. Remember, it's only seven days. You can do this. It's like going to an amusement park. Instead of a roller coaster ride only lasting two or three minutes, this one's going to last for seven days. Okay. We can do this. Okay. Now, after this is done, as it says in the Bible, there will be a new heaven and a new earth. What does that mean, a new heaven and a new earth? Because, as we talked about last week, what makes animal change is, is radiation and ultraviolet light. When all of that radiation from the sun hit, all the animals, we already know this, every 13,000 years, all the animals change sizes. If you would go back 13,000 years in history, an armadillo 13,000 years ago was the size of a Volkswagen Beetle. We don't have armadillos that big anymore. Okay. A giant sloth was eight, nine feet tall. Now a giant sloth is three, four feet tall. They still call it giant sloth. They're just not giant anymore. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Okay. Horses used to be very small. Horses used to be only 
three or four feet tall. Then horses get... See, every animal changed sizes, which we was talking last week. The size of cats are going down because smaller cats do better. The size of dogs are going up. Every animal switched to what is they're doing better at. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. And why I was talking about dogs and cats switching is because... Like, for example, that's what the job of evolution is, to change to make an animal better. So small cats are doing a better job of surviving than big cats. Big cats all around the world are having problems. The small cats are not. Okay. So nature and evolution is going to drive the size of cats down. Okay. Dogs are the reverse. Small dogs cannot feed themselves. Big dogs don't have trouble feeding themselves. So evolution's going to drive their size up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they need to be able to survive. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So the size of dogs will increase. The size of cats. That's why 13,000 years ago you had saber-toothed cats, which was 15, 18 feet long. You don't have those anymore. Mm-hmm. Now the biggest cat we have is a, is a lion. And lions are having a hard time eating. So the cats will probably, the biggest cat after polar shift, will maybe only will be, you know, the size of an ocelot or something. You get what I'm saying? They keep going down in size. So let's talk about, we're running out of time. Let's talk about the other stuff that's going on. So you survived all of this. What happened 13,000 years ago when the gods conspired? I say gods because we don't know. We see the old books talk about G-O-D, but with a little G. Okay. So we don't know what that means. Are these angels? Were these extraterrestrials? What was going on? We don't know. But they abandoned us. And after the flood, they came back. And before the flood, man and the gods was like this. They lived among us. After the flood, when they came back, we was kind of pissed off. And we wasn't this way anymore. And they tried to come back and we gave them hell. This is what all those movies about the Greeks fighting the gods. And we didn't want to be ruled by them anymore because they abandoned us. And this is what caused separation between us and them. We didn't want to be with them anymore. We wanted to be by ourselves. They have had this problem for the last 12,500 years. They want to go back to the good old days. This is what they're promising. So... They are going to save our butts this time. This is what they're promising. So this is what the rapture is all about. Because they're going to save us three ways. Some of us are going to be taken up into the clouds. What do that mean? Probably in big ships. Okay. Some of us going to be put under the ground in safe places, probably in some kind of... This is what the Hopi Indians talk about, how they was led underground by the ant, protected by the ant people during the last great flood. They was protected by the ant people. I haven't seen any ant people, but are those great aliens? I don't have the slightest idea. You got to talk to those Hopis about that. Okay. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? And some people are going to be protected on the surface of the earth. Okay, now, nothing's for free. Okay, and everybody want to be, how do I get to be saved? That's the reason the Bible talk about there's lots of lists, but there's only one true list, the Lamb's uh, Book of Life. 
Because everybody is promising. This is why people join religious organizations, secret societies, whatever. Because they say, if you join our group, you're going to get saved. If you join our group, you're going to get saved. Everybody have a list. There's only one true list. Okay. Are you on the real list or the fake list? You don't know. Okay. You get what I'm saying? And if you're not on the Lamb's Book of Life, you may not be taken up. That doesn't mean you're not going to make it. You just will be left behind. That's why you hear this talk about people being left behind. If you're left behind, you have to survive the seven days on your own. If you're left behind. If you're not left behind, you are protected. Either by being taken up into the clouds, either being put under the ground for protection, mm -hmm. or you're being protected on the surface. But if you're not protected and you're left behind, you have to do the roller coaster, right? But we can do this roller coaster. We can do it. The Aborigines did it. You know, you had people in China did it. You know, they did it. We can do it too. And then after that, since they saved our butts, nothing for free, I'm almost out of time, they're going to help us to rebuild. And this is where we get this new futuristic world we're going to live in, in the future. Because we will be one with them again, and it's going to be beautiful. They will rule, and we will serve them. Oh, I can hardly wait. I, I just, I can't hardly wait. We're going to be back in the good old days because they saved our butts. So we will be one with them again and they will rule. We will serve. And this is what you pray for in the Bible. This is what you say you want. I just explained it to you. Okay. And we will be together and this is how it will be after. Now, it will be a new heaven and a new earth because the old world will be swept away because everything got destroyed. And they're even saying the sky will even be a different color because our sun is becoming more ultraviolet. Mm -hmm. After polar shift, the sky will not be blue. It will be a purplish color. Okay. Mm -hmm. And all the insects will be all different sizes and all the plants will be different and everything. So it will be a new heaven and a new earth. And this is what we're promised. Someone's asking what version of the Bible. I mean, well, any the book of Revelation is the book of Revelation. Yeah, and you can read it. And, yeah, just read it. And yeah. you don't have to agree. Remember, Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King, that other Martin Luther, he wanted to take the book of Revelation out of the Bible because he didn't like that book. Maybe mm -hmm. it's not too late. We can take it. If you don't like it, just take it out. Okay, you get what I'm saying? Don't no, you don't take it out. <laughs> No. Well, he wanted God to take it out. Okay, Martin out. Luther. Martin Luther took uh, in the Protestant uh, Reformation. He took twelve books out of the Bible. He wanted to take thirteen books out of the Bible. So today we have the Protestant Reformation Bible plus one, and the plus one is the Book of Revelation. But it's not too late. We can, we can still take it out, right? Can we take it out? She disagrees. I'm not going to. Okay, so we have to leave that book in there. Okay, I'm out of time. So I, you need, if you don't like what I said, get out your Bible. You can read the Gita. You can read all the religious books. It says the same thing. Okay. But it's going to be nice. And we're going to live with them. And it's going to be a new heaven and new earth. And uh, if you are, you know, uh, remember, but if you're left behind, you got to go through the roller coaster. If you're not left behind, you get to spare the roller coaster and you will be saved. Now you know what those terms mean.